Will the Supreme Court save Donald Trump? Does he have immunity? We're going to talk about that. Why I don't give a rat's us about Jeffrey Epstein's papers and nor should you. Everybody is sick. We should pay attention. And the Golden Globes, were they a flop? Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Corelcast. I am Corel. So very glad you are joining me. Happy Monday of this early January. So very glad you're joining me. Hope you had a great weekend. I had a tooth pulled <laughs> on Friday, uh, and it hurts. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, it was quite an ordeal, and I had a reaction to the steroid they gave me afterwards, and my heart went tachycardic, and oh my God, what a weekend. But here I am, had a grand time, a friend is in town, we went did some shopping, uh, Banana Republic outlet store child, $580 worth of stuff for 150 bucks, and I had a gift card, so there we go. Uh, all right. So, Trump, 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 Trump. I guess, you know what, we can get to Donald Trump in a minute. We can, because God knows we won't be talking about him until November, okay? But let's start with the pop culture and the Golden Globes. Uh, they were last night. Now, remember they got taken off the air because the Hollywood foreign press is so racist and so elite and so white. And they still are, by the way. None of that has really changed. Uh, they haven't really expanded their ranks. They they tripped over themselves uh, to try to make black people and women more prominent. And all they did was create an even worse show than they had before. And I don't know who this Joe Coe is, this comic named Joe Coe. But I think one of the prerequisites for being a comic or being labeled a comic should be that you're funny. Uh, he wasn't. He was so not funny. Uh, and the show was painful. It was crowded. It was cluttered. They couldn't get to and from the stage. I live in Las Vegas, and I could have walked to the stage quicker than some of the people in the room. Now, I've been to the Golden Globes many times, and it used to be a hoot because there is an open bar. Uh, and when you've got the biggest female pop star in the world right now there, Taylor Swift, you know, you're doing good. You're on the A-list for events. But, and is it just me, or does Timothy Chamolet and the Kardashian girl he's dating look like a lesbian couple? Okay, I mean, I just... And God bless Gillian Anderson. If you zoomed in on her dress, uh, it was vaginas, labia. It was. I'm not making this up. She had a vagina dress. I love it. Love her. Love it. Now, in terms of the awards, now I have produced three successful award shows and hosted them. So I, I have some credibility when it comes to critiquing an award show. Uh, rushing the artist, not having a podium there so they could set their award down, um, you know, all none of it none of it worked it was a disaster uh and i didn't i watched it thinking this is horrible yeah this is terrible and in an age where we're all trying to get some gender equality and all that the men still were buttoned up in their black tuxes and the women were still cut down to jesus uh with a lot of their dresses and so i thought well that hasn't really changed much has it a lot of criticism today about the host because he was terrible I mean, no offense, I don't know him personally, maybe a nice guy, maybe he's very funny. He just didn't rise to the occasion last night. And I really feel that they should start having women host this show, really. I mean, was Tina, Tina Fey, was she busy? Amy Poehler? I mean, they're the ones, right? They're, they're the ones. If you're going to have uh, someone host a show, it, could, it should or could be them. There were moments of levity, John Baptiste and Andre Day. 
uh, two great artists. They were hysterical. They were, I love them. They should have hosted the show. They were quite funny. Uh, and Will Ferrell, of course, is hit or miss, but he's usually pretty funny. And he, and he was last night when he presented in a very weird bit, but it was at least, you know, they were so starved for entertainment. They, you know, laughed at that. Uh, Oppenheimer came out a big winner. It should. It's a, it's an incredible film and a, such an undertaking to create, direct, produce. I'm not sure how that movie got made. There's so much intricacy to it, so many moving parts to it. Uh, only Christopher Nolan could do something like that. And I'm really, really glad that it did win. Barbie won an award that they created just to give Barbie an award, which was basically what was the biggest movie of the year award. And it was Barbie. So they gave it to Barbie. A uh, lot of woman empowerment, you know, during the speeches, which was great. Uh, if you saw The Holdovers, the best supporting actress was from The Holdovers. I have never seen boobs so big in a low-cut dress in my entire life. Her name is Divine, I think, or Devoy, DeJoy, De whatever. Oh, my God, her. It, it would, I, it, there, was just, there was just mounds of them. Just They were everywhere. They were, I mean, if the dress gave loose, the entire front row would have been taken out. I mean, it was, she has enormous bazoombas. Uh, and I don't care. God bless her for for having the girls out there. She, of course, is overweight, and the the boobs are woo. They are there's some weighty boobs. Uh, but you know, all in all, uh, it was uh, an interesting spectacle. Was it entertaining? I uh, I don't know, but it was an interesting spectacle. Uh, and so that went on last night. If you watched it, great. If you didn't, you can go see highlights on Paramount Plus. Uh, but really, it was. You know, Oppenheimer winning was great. The Bear won uh, a, lo a lot of awards, and it should. It's a great show. I think the cast was embarrassed about Jeremy Allen White and his uh, Calvin Klein ad that he's got out. Sweet Jesus. There are some people who don't think that he's attractive, but oh, my God, that Calvin Klein ad. <sighs> Clutch the pearls and drop to the floor, honey. Oh, my God. It's, oh, Lord. I, don't bother wrapping that. I'll eat it here. Uh, so all of that happened last night, the Golden Globes. Of course, they go out live now, so they were on from 5 to 8. Uh, remember when award shows used to be West Coast, East Coast? They'd they'd be on the West Coast, and they'd broadcast live to the East Coast, and then they'd have an embargo, because I used to go. You couldn't release the names until after the category aired on the West Coast. My, how we have changed. <laughs> we have We have just really, really changed. Uh, and so that was what that happened last night. I just, I, you know, I don't see how that show exists. The Dorians that I produced, we can't get a network interested. We got 500 members of the Gay and Lesbian Entertainment Critics Association. We got every big star in the world. And yet we can't get on, you know, CBS. And this show, which has 100 voting white people, uh, you know, just the two movies I will say that really deserve praise that were praised last night was... Uh, Anatomy of a Fall. It's a great French film. You really should see it. It's really good. Uh, and The Zone of Interest got a lot of awards. And that movie still disturbs me when I think about that movie. That movie was that movie was that crap disturbing uh, about the people who ran Auschwitz and, and where they lived and their whole life. Oh, my God. I mean, they're just the Zone of Interest is, is real about the Capitan of Auschwitz and his family lives right outside the gates. And all day long, they just go about their lives with gunshots. And at night, they sit and eat dinner to the glow of the furnaces that are burning the Jews. Uh, it j just, oh my God, just an intense movie, The Zone of Interest, uh, if you haven't seen it. Uh, and this week, we're going to do the Stream Queen 
Uh, I like this that segment. We're gonna I'm gonna talk movies, but uh, those were two that actually did get some praise last night. Uh, that deserve it. Poor things I haven't seen, uh, but it won awards. I'll have to. I'm sure I've got the screener somewhere. All right, before we get to Trump and the Supreme Court and uh, is he, you know, should Georgia drop their case because he has presidential immunity to commit crimes? <laughs> yeah, tell that to Nixon. Uh, I want to say something else that happened to me this weekend that I'm having trouble with. Some of you might have trouble with it, too. I have a very good friend, 35 plus years, and they have gone over the conspiracy deep end. I mean, they... They believe that vaccines give black children autism on purpose. They think there could be stuff in the water and the air that makes you gay or more predisposed to be gay. Um, This is a person that's normally been level-headed their whole lives and on the right side of issues and all of that. And then suddenly they're just telling me these things that they believe in. And they hung up the phone on me because they were defending David Chappelle, who I said is a transphobe and a homophobe. And they said, no, he's not. You're not understanding what he's saying. And blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you know what? As a straight person, you don't get to tell me if Dave Chappelle is a homophobe. You know, you don't get to tell me if he's a transphobe because he is. And I know you're trying to justify it by saying he has a trans friend, but the Reagans had gay friends and they let a whole generation of gay men die. So, what do you do when one of your friends is like drinking the Kool-Aid and they hang up the phone? I don't know. I, I don't, I really don't. It's troubling me. I don't know what to do. They've gone over the deep end, child. Next, they'll be voting for Trump. But my God, they're just, they cray-cray. And I don't want to lose them. Lord, oh Lord, what to do, what to do, what to do. I know some of you have that going on, too. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Cast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Cast, Driving you home or driving you crazy. All right, it is the Corral cast. I am Corral. Donald Trump is hoping the Supremes that he appointed, three, there were three Supremes, uh, are going to save his ass and say that he can be on the ballot in Colorado and any damn place he wants to be. Now, legal scholars, both conservative and liberal, uh, have all said that if they actually rule according to the law, and if they rule according to a previous ruling from Gorsuch before he was on the court, that they will prohibit him from being on the ballot. They ain't gonna. They ain't gonna. The Supreme Court is not gonna keep Donald Trump off the ballot. So if any of you are hopeful about that, just let me dash your little hopes right then and there, okay? They're not going to keep Trump off the ballot. Because just like in Nazi Germany, the courts are stacked for Donald Trump. Okay, so just get your hopes out of that. Now, you know, and, and that's sad because he did engage in insurrection. January 6th, three-year anniversary was this weekend. I have been just terrorizing people on threads when they post that Ashley Babbitt was a hero. I'm like, she's a traitor, and I hope that her name is forgotten. Uh, but, they, you know, I just, 
look, I could be surprised by the Supreme Court. I could, okay? I could. They could actually follow the law. <laughs> but I doubt it. <laughs> you know, I mean, these are the people who said we have no intention of overturning Roe v. Wade. And the minute they got in there, what did they do overturn Roe v. Wade? So, you know, I, but they could. Now, no other country would let this man on their ballot. In any other country, he'd already be in jail or dead for treason. And that's the truth. If this were any other country, he'd already be tried for war crimes, for treason, for whatever. But not in our country. In our country, he is untouchable. I don't know why. I don't know what, I don't know what blessed Donald Trump with this, this Teflonism that he has. But he was so profound when he said that he could shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue and people would still follow him. He, he really was. That was profound because it's true. And unfortunately for us, that means people in power like Supreme Court justices. Now, if any of them read the 14th Amendment, they would say, nope, those states have the rights. Also, the federal government, which did have a civil war over states' rights in regard to slavery, should probably stay out of whether or not states will put someone on a ballot. By the way, he will not be on the primary ballot here in Nevada because he didn't file the proper paperwork. Not because of January 6th or anything. He just, our Republican Party here is so disorganized, they didn't file the right paperwork to get him on the ballot. So unless something, unless the governor does something or something here in Nevada, he won't be on the primary ballot on Super Tuesday. Uh, but that doesn't matter because all the nuts out here, there's so many idiots out here. So anyway, <laughs> so for those of you, I mean, what do you all think? Do you, I don't believe for a moment that the Supreme Court is going to vote to keep him off the ballot. I just think that they're going to be like, no, we better let the people decide and not the courts. If we, if we throw him off the ballot, that would be judicial activism. The problem is they have no precedent because no president has ever engaged in insurrection before and then tried to run for office again. So they have no case law that they can draw upon. They will be making case law here. And normally the Supreme Court loves to resort to previously settled cases for their rulings, but they can't because there is no case law because, again, no seated president has committed treason and insurrection and then tried to take office again. So, you know, it's just, it's sort of like we don't have a roadmap for this. And so they're going to take the 14th Amendment and they're not going to apply it to Donald Trump. They're going to find something with the wording. Remember, these are the, this is the same court that allows the Second Amendment to stand. And this is why I know that they're going to rule that he can be on the ballot. The Second Amendment is clear when it comes to the right to bear arms. It's about a well-regulated militia. If you are not in a well-regulated militia, according to the Second Amendment, as written, you have no right to bear arms. But this is a court that in some way can take that one sentence and finagle it around because of a comma and such and discern that, no, it means everybody can have, you know, weapons of mass destruction. It doesn't. They have misinterpreted the Second Amendment from the get-go. They misinterpret the First Amendment all the time. All the time. Freedom of religion, they misinterpret that all the time. So this is a court that doesn't get the Constitution right a lot. They don't get the Bill of Rights right a lot. 
They mess up the First Amendment. They mess up the Second Amendment. And now they're going to mess up the 14th Amendment because they're afraid. They're afraid to actually do what the Constitution demands because it's not easy. The framers set up a beautiful document and a beautiful system. But the thing about it was it's hard. Okay, it really is hard because to do the things the Constitution demands means you have to have guts and courage and you have to have morals and conviction. And they don't. The Supreme Court certainly doesn't. And so I don't believe for a moment that they are going to say Colorado has every right and Maine has every right. I don't believe that for a second. And it's sad that I don't believe that because it should be a no-brainer. I've been reading the European press, and they're calling Trump the biggest danger to the world. They're calling our political system in complete chaos and breakdown. They're predicting the end of our democracy. And it's kind of happening right in front of us. And so is he going to be off the ballot? Probably not. So if that's how you're hoping that he loses, that's that's not going to be a viable way. You're just going to have to outvote him. You know, enough good people are going to have to rise up. And even then, we had some Republican hack, some Republican senator or whatever, forget who she was, sitting there on Meet the Press saying she would not guarantee that she would certify the election. So already, the election deniers, they're going to, they get to decide whether it's a fair and prudent election. So if their guy loses, not fair. So she should be removed from office immediately, this this bitch senator who said that. I mean, she really should. I'm calling her a bitch not because she's a woman, but because she had the nerve to say she's not sure she'd certify the election. Get your ass out of the Congress. So I'm not optimistic about that. I'm not. I, I, I don't think that the Supreme Court, I think the three that he appointed are going to remain loyal to him. Uh, and I think that they're going to go ahead and say no he has to be on the ballot, and that's that. And that's sad. That That's sad because it does go against the 14th Amendment. And everyone's like, well, ha, you know, he hasn't been convicted of insurrection. It doesn't say that. He committed it on live television. Okay, there's, there's enough footage of him committing insurrection to, you know, keep anybody off the ballot. And let's talk about the documents from Mar-a-Lago. It could be deemed a form of insurrection selling foreign secrets, could it not? So the guy's filthy, he's a criminal, and the courts won't stop him. Now, we'll see if the appellate court uh, throws out his immunity claims. He's not, that's one that he's going to lose. Other courts have already said that his presidential immunity does not apply if he's breaking the law. Richard Nixon couldn't claim that what he was doing at Watergate fell under the purview of his official presidential duties. And therefore, he couldn't claim immunity, nor would he have even tried. Donald Trump seems to think that committing crimes while in the Oval Office falls under presidential immunity because for him, committing crimes in the Oval Office is part of his presidential duties. Okay, that's what, to him, being a criminal while in the Oval is what it means to be president. So, of course, he thinks he should be immune from any kind of prosecution while he was in office because to him, being president means being able to be a criminal. That's kind of sad. It's, you know, it's sad. It's very sad. Uh, But we'll see what happens. 
That's, you know, that I, I wish criminals, real criminals, like, you know, like everyday criminals would claim I'm immune from prosecution because I was committing this act while I was this or while I, I mean, you know, this, it's just, it's, it's getting obtuse. It is, it is now so out of, it's like the, the, what are they, oh, I forget the name of the aliens they thought that invaded Miami. Did you see that? They live, we live in a country and social media is such that they actually gave credibility to aliens invading Miami because they're going to travel through time and space to invade them all. Politics has become that absurd. It is, we as a people have become that absurd. It is completely crazy. Ugh. Epstein. Oh, the papers. The name. You're not visiting reallycorel.com daily. You're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes, at reallycorel.com. That's really K A R E L.com. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corelcast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corelcast, driving you home or driving you crazy. Well, they've been dumping these papers from the Epstein trials and these, you know, all these legal papers are getting released and, oh, all these names are in them. Oh, Bill Clinton's name, Donald Trump's name's in them more than anything. You know, just, you know, come on. We saw him partying with Epstein. Uh, and there's all the, you know, Prince Andrew and who else's name is in it and blah, blah. David Copperfield was doing maggot, magic, tr- magic tricks, uh, magic tricks and at the, at the island and blah, 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 blah. And everybody's just so obsessed with the names that are in these Epstein papers. And I could give a rat's ass. Let me let you in on a little secret here. Come here. Come closer. Come, come in, come in closer. Rich men are pigs, okay? Rich, particularly white men, are pigs. And historically, rich white men have done the most perverse things on the planet and gotten away with it. Okay, so there's nothing in the Epstein papers that should shock you. Now, remember Jerry Lee Lewis married a 15-year-old uh, what's his name? Elvis Presley, whose birthday was yesterday or today or whenever, uh, married a 16-year-old. And in many states, the age of consent is 14. Okay, so we already flirt with, I don't want to say pedophilia, but certainly the the age for sex in this country, consensual sex, uh, leaves a lot to be desired. And Republicans keep it low in Republican states. In Kentucky, I think the age of consent is 14. 14-year-old don't know crap about having sex, honey. But it's no surprise to me that wealthy men took advantage of young girls, preyed upon young girls. They always have. And yes, some wealthy men have preyed upon young boys. Well, mainly priests, but they're not wealthy. But you know what I mean. Kings and and princes and the like have had their 12-year-old boys and their 14-year-old boys Men in power 
like to exercise that power with their weirdest carnal desires. And I don't know why anyone would want to have sex with a person that young. I don't. Look, in my 40s, I had an affair with Devin, and it started when he was 20 years old. And I feel icky about that. He's now well in his 30s and very handsome, and I'd do it now. But, you know, I felt very icky giving him a 21st birthday party and then having sex with him. And, you know, I'm, you know, I was in my 40s and Andrew had died and I was insane on Oxy and everything else. And I'm not justifying it. And he was certainly overage and he certainly wanted it. But that's not the point. The point is 20, 21, when you're 40, ugh. he was hot. He was cute. But I shouldn't have done it. It was legal, uh, but I, I just shouldn't have done it. But what 40-year-old gay guy doesn't want to have sex with a college boy? I mean, that's the other thing. Women, you probably don't understand it as much, although there are a lot of women. That movie December May that's out, uh, there are women that do it as well. For some reason, when you're in your 40s, people in their 20s look good. Okay? I don't know what that is biology, maybe you're aging, maybe you you feel like you've got to grab onto youth or something, and not all, but not everybody, but there are people who in their 40s are very attracted to people in their 20s. Now, in your 50s, being attracted to someone that's 17 is just icky, or even 18. At least I waited till Devin was 20. You know, it just it's just icky. I mean, icky. I don't get it. And it's not pedophilia, because pedophilia is with uh, prepubescent children. That's the real definition of pedophilia, is someone attracted to prepubescent children. But it certainly verges on pedophilia. And so I, I don't know why Donald Trump and, and maybe Bill Clinton, I don't know. I don't know why, although he's been accused of nothing, by the way. But I, I don't know why these men that Epstein serviced, and there were many, Prince Andrew, I don't know what the attraction was to 17-year-old girls. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't have that attraction. I'm 61 now. I would never in my, never would even consider anyone under 25, 30. And that would just be for a tryst. You know, really. I mean, they because they look so young to me now. I'm 25, I guess, you know, if it were a, you know. But. Even then, I'd feel a little like you could be my grandchild, you know what I mean? So it feels icky to me, but it doesn't feel icky to men in power. It's another way that they exercise their power. And so I, I wouldn't doubt if that book is filled with a billion famous names. And I wouldn't be shocked at any of the names in there from... from Trump to Prince Andrew to Hawkins to even if it if Clinton did do something, I wouldn't be shocked. This is, you know, we got to stop being shocked by sex. It's not shocking that rich people do what they want to with impunity. Look, they screw you and me every day, no matter our age. And they screw your kids one way or another by damaging their planet, poisoning their food supply. And so don't you get wrapped up in this Epstein thing. It doesn't matter. You know, a lot of older men are freaks. Okay, they just are. A lot. 
There's a lot of older men that behave sexually in ways that would just freak you the hell out. There's a lot of older women that behave. Look, I've seen 55, 60-year-old women with 30-year-old men. Look at Cher. She's 77. Her boyfriend's in his 30s. That's almost, I mean, good for her. And I mean that. God bless her. And Madonna, the same thing, dating a dancer in, her tw- in his 20s, but not 17, 16. You know, the fact that they can't wait until that person is at least 18 years of age. Look, I see 25-year-olds that look 17. That they, you know, the notion. But it's not about sex. It's about power. Okay? This is all about greed, power, being able to do what they want with impunity. It's not, they may not even enjoy it that much, but the fact that they can get away with it is what they enjoy. That's what they enjoy. If you put every man in jail for his perversions, half the men would be in jail and a quarter of the women. Now, again, I'm not condoning sex with a 17-year-old, a 16-year-old, or even an 18-year-old. If you're, you know, if you're 50, do not have sex with an 18-year-old. But at least then it's a little less creepy than if they're 16 or 17. And they have always done it. And that's why it doesn't matter. I am Carell. You be who you want to be so long as it didn't hurt me, buddy. It shouldn't be surprising to you that these men are pigs. You should be more concerned if they're screwing you. That's who you should hey, be concerned. Hey, it's Carell. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing, and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash reallycorell. That's youtube.com forward slash reallycorell for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash reallycorell. That's patreon.com forward slash reallycorell. My website is reallycorell.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, reallycorell. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free CorelCast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free CorelCast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be, so don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.